Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. Welcome, everybody, to Unity Community of Central Oregon. We are so happy to have you with us. We especially want to welcome the people from other spiritual communities. We have Unity in Bozeman, Montana with us today. And, and I know there are people from many states, from other spiritual communities, as well as our own beautiful community here. And we want to say welcome to all of you. And remember that if you are, are receiving spiritual nourishment from us, but you're part of another community, support your community because we're all in this together. So we want to start out by having some celebrations, especially birthdays. So it's time to join in and happy birthday. All the April birthdays, we're gonna sing happy birthday, everybody. Everybody, ready? Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. We all love you. All right. And do we have some more celebrations? Anybody? Some more. She said s'mores. S'mores? Yeah. Anybody eating s'mores? Let's celebrate that. <laughs> Chance, yeah. We have to do our chance. Songs. I claim my power to change the world. Change it with
claim my power to change the world. Change it with love. Change it with love. I claim my power to change the world. And so it is. And so Welcome, everybody. We are so happy to have you wherever you are, whoever you are, however you love, however you worship. We are happy that you are here with us. We include you in our big heart. I think if there's anything that we have learned through this whole pandemic, it's that nobody is excluded and we don't want to exclude anyone. So welcome, thank you for being here. Please join us in saying our mission statement. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. So let's celebrate together. I hope you've been entering your celebrations in the thread. So that our trusty reporter over here, Claire Kubota, can share them with everybody. All right. Hello. Hey, from coronavirus land. Oh, hi. Oh, I can't breathe. Okay. I'm not doing this to make fun, but you know, you gotta kinda, you actually kinda gotta make fun. My mom taught me that she lives in Lake Tahoe. She, my mom lives in Lake Tahoe, so she taught me that this getup and how to protect yourself. So, <laughs> we have so many celebrations this morning. I'm so excited. So let me go start going through them. So Chelsea Calicott was celebrating reconnecting with a dear friend, and I love love this one. She is celebrating being able to support her twins in their college. Um, spring term now that they're home and having to study at home and I love that so much because I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in oh my gosh and the kids are home and we've got to shift everything and you're disoriented and it's, and it's just a big change and she shifted her perspective and said wait my kids are home and I get to support them in this amazing time of learning and and help them <laughs> through this and be there right by their side as they're going through this. So I thought that was so beautiful for her to have that perspective and, and appreciate that. Um, Blaze, who is one of our youngest members, 
He is celebrating that he got to watch Onward last night with his mom and dad. So that's the best, to snuggle up with your mom and dad and get to watch a cool new movie. Um, Grace is celebrating that her daughter is coming home tomorrow safe and sound, that she made it home. So super excited about that. Jim Pasmore is celebrating going on a hike with his granddaughter and just that she had a new appreciation for for being outside and nature and their connection time, so that was cool. Let's see, Joy is celebrating that she has a new special love. So we may need to find out a little bit more about that, Joy. Um, <laughs> let's see, Pat, has a new, Pat um, and his wife Jackie have a new roommate, Elizabeth, and they are celebrating her because they said she is helping keep peacefulness in their home during this crazy time. So that, what a beautiful connection that is. Okay, now this is an awesome one. Pamela, she created for her husband's 75th birthday last night, she did a surprise Zoom birthday party with friends of theirs from all over the world. That is amazing, wow. amazing. Dave is celebrating his wonderful wife, Kalinda, who I'm looking at right now for helping keep him sane and the family sane. <laughs> Um, and Kalinda is celebrating that her son made it home from Alaska. He's been serving over in Kosovo and is now home in Alaska. So that's super great. Okay, Victor, now we have two little maybe new love stories going on here. Victor is also celebrating having a new opportunity to love someone and have someone love him. So oh, yay, Victor. Nice. <laughs> a lot of love going on. Okay, we are also celebrating that Lisa is getting better. Lisa Jacobson Woo! is feeling right. much better. So that's a huge celebration. She was tested positive and has lupus. And so we are, she's thanking us all for her prayers. Um, so Kevin, do you have anything that you want to celebrate today? Um, motorcycle? No, no, no. Today, the date, honey, today is April 5th. And something happened on this day 28 years ago. Oh, oh now he's remembering. Our anniversary. Yay. However, wait, wait, because we have lots of anniversaries today. Charlotte and Dan are selling their, celebrating their anniversary. Janelle Wassener is celebrating. She and Gary are celebrating their anniversary. And Janelle Moosen is celebrating her anniversary. So, wow. man, this is wedding weekend, huh? All right. Anniversary weekend. <laughs> so, so glad to celebrate with you guys. Hope you are all doing well. We miss you and love you very much. Oh, that's so beautiful. I, I want to add, I'm celebrating my grandson's creativity. We have been FaceTiming together, which is just saving my heart to be able to connect with him that way. And on FaceTime, he had the idea that we should play hide-and-go-seek. So the way that worked is the phone that I'm looking at is completely black. And he's hiding somewhere in the room, and my job is to say, move right, move left, move forward, move back. And at some point of just saying these things randomly, he said, ah, you found me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that creativity is something that 
it is our power. We are here as creators. And the temptation in this time is to think of ourselves as victims. We have to always come back to we are creators. Together we are creating this with our consciousness. And we have the power to find joy even in the midst of all of this. So let's remember that and let's take that right now into meditation. The Bible starts out with, in the beginning, there was chaos, and the Spirit of God was moving over the waters. These times are those waters. They feel chaotic to us, and yet we are the Spirit of God manifest. We claim our creative power now. And let us hold this chaotic world that is in the midst of its shift. We hold it in our hearts and in our minds. And in the silence, we call it good. We change this world. We help it to evolve into what it is becoming through the power of our love. It is a creative force. So let's sit together in the silence, just knowing this is truth, loving what is as it is and as it is becoming.
And now let's come back together and move into a time of prayer. You'll see there's a prayer form that you can click on that link and enter your own personal prayer that our prayer team is so honored to pray with you. But right now, as a community, we hold in mind and heart those who are grieving, those who are scared and lost, those who are struggling with physical health, those who are dying alone. We hold those who are feeling the pressure of the emotions of a whole world. We hold those who feel hopeless and desperate, who feel angry and depressed. All of these emotions are just part of the fabric of being human. No judgment, just a big embrace. And we claim that we are creating a world that works for all people. And this is the process. This is the metamorphosis. And all is good, even when it's uncomfortable. And we claim that as we stay in that place of peace and faith, knowing what is true, that our light radiates from us to others, to those who need it the most. And just as we wake in the morning after a long, dark night, and the rays of the sun encourage us that it's a new day, we claim that this light that we are sending forth now is reaching those who need it most, and they are finding encouragement and hope. Let's take this into song.
presence and hold. It radiates abundantly and continually, creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love, and so it is. Okay, soul shine. Though the earth may tremble and our foundations crack, we will all assemble and we will build them back. Rush to save the lives remaining still within our reach. Try to put our world together, standing in the breach. So many live in poverty, while others live as kings. Some may find peace in the acceptance of all that living brings. I will never.
Thank you, Victor. And thank you to Jackson Brown. That's one of his new songs that he released, even though the album isn't ready, because he felt like it was so appropriate, those lyrics for these times. Stand, standing in the breach, that's where we are, between two worlds, the world we knew and the world that we may find. But as the song said, there is no guarantee. There is no guarantee. We are on a hero's journey, and we enter into the field of uncertainty because that's where the hero's journey takes us. We are on a collective hero's journey. It isn't just one person, but we can model our journey on the heroes of story and myth that give us a template of how the journey works. First of all, let's talk about the idea of a journey. A journey is different than traveling. So when we think about traveling as we have done it in the past, how many of you have gotten on a plane before or gotten in your car and driven somewhere? And what are you thinking about? Well, I'm going here. And while I'm going here, I'm just going to be on my computer or watch a movie on the airplane or be on my phone, or do something, read a book. We aren't thinking about we are on a journey. 
we're just traveling. It's very mechanical. We're going from Bend to Kansas City or wherever we're going. Tra journeying is different. Go back in time to what journeying used to be like. Think about Rose on the Titanic. She got onto that ship, a privileged young woman who had plenty of wealth and was married to someone she didn't really love. And in the course of that journey, her life completely changed. The rose that you see at the end of the movie is a far cry from the rose that got on the ship. She has gone through a metamorphosis. When she met Jack, it pulled something forth from her that she had no idea was in her. She had to go through terrible trials. She had great loss. But in the end, there was something about her that was richer in a way that money cannot provide. Think about those who came across the United States in wagon trains. There's another journey. They were heading toward a freedom that they perceived was on the other side of that journey. But along the way, they had to let go of so many things that were precious, things they had packed in their wagons that they couldn't travel with that much baggage and they had to let it go. They met adversaries along the way. They had times when they thought, ah, finally, finally, they got to the top of the mountain. And what did they see? The Rockies, a whole range of further obstacles. And yet they persevered. And many died along the way. There was great loss. That's the thing about the hero's journey. There is no certainty it wouldn't be a hero's journey if we were guaranteed, money back guarantee, you're heading out and you're going to get what you came for. You won't. You will get so much more, but you don't know yet what it is. And we, as a global community, are on that hero's journey. We are on the way to make a better world, a world that works for everybody. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, technical difficulties. Now I've got to get back in my groove. See, the hero's journey is like that. No guarantees that it's going to go smoothly. <laughs> I, th I was watching uh, The Last Jedi this week, too. 
And I was noticing how Ray, the heroine of that story, at different points is walking between the worlds. And she's, she's just very alert, using all her senses. She has an idea of what she's looking for, but she doesn't know where she's going to find it or how she will deal with it when she does. It's a very difficult journey that she goes on. There is terrible loss along the way. And yet she perseveres because it's so important to her to be part of a lineage that is working toward a world that works for all. And that's where we are as well. Think about Frodo. Here he is, a happy little hobbit. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood until Gandalf comes along and calls him, draws him forth from the hobbit world to find a strength in him to be part of a mission where good prevails over evil. And oh, the journey that he takes, the obstacles that he faces, the times that he feels lost and alone and just wants to give up. And some of us may be feeling that now. Some of us may feel like, why go on? This feels so hopeless. I don't know what to do. There's a beautiful poem by David White. It's called, Everything is Waiting for You. I'd like to read it to you. And I want to read it especially to those of you who are feeling alone right now, either because you're living alone in your confinement or because it's just a place in your spirit right now. Everything is waiting for you. Your great mistake is to act the drama as if you were alone, as if life were a progressive and cunning crime with no witness to the tiny hidden transgressions. To feel abandoned is to deny the intimacy of your surroundings. Surely even you, at times, have felt the grand array, the swelling presence, and the chorus crowding out your solo voice. You must note the way the soap dish enables you, or the window latch grants you freedom. Alertness is the hidden discipline of familiarity. The stairs are your mentor of things to come. The doors have always been there to frighten or invite you. And the tiny speaker in the phone is your dream ladder to divinity. Put down the weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. The kettle is singing even as it pours you a drink. The cooking pots have left their arrogant aloofness 
and seen the good in you at last. All the birds and creatures of the world are unutterably themselves. Everything is waiting for you. This week, the Jewish people will be celebrating Passover on Wednesday. In Passover, they focus particularly on the last plague when the firstborn child of the Egyptians was slaughtered and they were spared. But that was only the ending of their journey in Egypt. And then the new journey begins. Moses is a name that means draw forth because he was drawn forth from the waters and his mission is to draw forth the Israelites from a state of captivity and take them to freedom. That is a hero's journey that happens in consciousness and it is a template for us to use because we all have ways that we have been enslaved. When the Israelites first came to Egypt, they came during a time of famine when Egypt had plenty to offer. It was a godsend to find food in Egypt and to be welcomed there. There are circumstances in our lives that at the beginning felt like such a good thing. Maybe it was a marriage, maybe it was a job. It felt so wonderful in the beginning, but over time we have been lulled into familiarity and we have grown in the ways that we have grown. And now it is cramping us and it is no longer the appropriate circumstance for us, at least in the form that it currently is being experienced. We don't always need to leave a situation, but we need to leave it with our consciousness and find a new way to experience it. This is the journey out of Egypt, but it's a journey, and so we are changed along the way as the Israelites were. Again and again and again, they faced the specter of lack. Oh no, there's no water. Oh no, there's no food. And each time their reaction was to be mad at Moses. What have you done? You've taken us out of here. Now we're gonna die here. Well, you're gonna die anyway. Remember that. They kept turning away from God and Moses kept ongoing process of saying, trust in God, trust in God. If you would just trust in God, all will be well. Which is not the same as you won't die. All will be well in your consciousness. Whatever it is that any one of us is experiencing right now, we have a choice. We can trust in principle. 
What do we hold on to when we are going through on these journeys in the unknown? The quality of the unknown is like walking on a waterbed. It doesn't feel solid and secure. And we're afraid that we will fall and we will just tumble and tumble and tumble and there will be no end to it. So what do we hold on to when we reach out and there seems to be only air? We hold to principle. So in unity, we teach that there are five simple principles. And the first one is that the only thing that exists is divine. One presence, one power. That's all there is. Nothing else is real. Everything else is illusion. We hold on to that. So if that is true, and I believe it is, then this thing that we are collectively experiencing has to be good. Comfortable? No. That's not one of the principles. Good? Yes. There is, there is good in this for us to find, for us to claim. There is power here for us. We have to remember because the second principle says we are it. If there's only one, how can we be anything but that? We are that power made manifest in physical form that is creating now and it is good. And our third principle says it's all about consciousness. It's all about consciousness. Our consciousness is creating a world. And so when we dally in fear and we say, oh no, oh no, what's going to happen? And we keep our focus on that. We are creating a world of chaos and panic. And it is our call as spiritual warriors on this journey to push ourselves beyond what we think we can bear. This is the hero's journey. To have a consciousness that says, even though I can't see how, this is good. This is my journey, my mission to do. And I am not alone. We are all together. The ones dragging their feet and complaining in the back of the line and those that are pushing forward, holding faith, all of us are in it together. And all of those parts, the one pushing forward with faith and the one dragging the feet and complaining, they're all in us, in our consciousness. And we have known that at different points. It's so important. Our consciousness is important. And that's where the fourth principle comes in, the power of prayer. The power of prayer says that prayer shifts our consciousness. Prayer is not something we do to reach an outside God, to persuade God to change his mind. That is language of myth. That is a way of explaining what people who have not evolved to that point of recognizing that this is all there is, that's how it's seen. It's when we're children, 
we feel like we have no power and we have to get everything we need from an outside source, from our parents. And there's truth to that. As babies, we can't feed ourselves. We can't get from point A to point B, at least until we learn to crawl. So we do need an outside force. And that consciousness that we have when we're children gets carried over into how we see the divine. It's comforting to think of God as a father or a mother who will take care of everything for us. And we go back into that infantile state where that's what we hope to get. And we are being called, the hero's journey, the transformation that we are being called to make is to change how we think about ourselves. To change from the idea that we are victims at the mercy of a world that can be cruel. And to claim, no, no, no. I am the child of the living force that inhabits and creates all that is. I am a creator. I choose my consciousness. And prayer helps me to know who I am. And we pray with each other. Just like on the hero's journey, if you think about Frodo and his group, they had to hold each other up because each one had their moment of despair. In prayer, we hold each other up. And the fifth principle is we take action. We don't just think about this stuff. We put it into action. So what if the action that we took was to be kind, to reach out? I read a challenge today about every day, once a day at least, do something for someone else, give something away. What can, what can we give? I don't know, I have a trampoline at home that I'm not using, nobody's using it. One of our community members, Alyssa, wanted something for her little kids, and I said, fine, take it. It feels so good to be able to do that. What have you got that you're not using that somebody might want? Just give it away. Reach out and help each other. This is a time more than any where we are reaching out in community and helping one another. And it feels good because it reminds us we are not alone. We are in this together. Something else that we can do is connect with nature. A very wise friend of mine discovered that he had a diagnosis of cancer, fortunately caught early. But what that diagnosis prompted him to do was to think about how do I want to spend my time? And the answer that he got as he went into reflection on that he noticed this plant outside his window and it seemed to be a little askew in some way and he just went out and he tended to the plant 
like the little prince tended to the rose. Where can we give back to nature as nature gives so freely to us? What can we tend? These are things that help us to stay knowing we are on the path. I want to share a poem by Wendell Berry about nature. When despair for the world grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. We are not alone. It feels uncertain because it is. But we have principles to hold on to and we can hold on to each other. Maybe not physically right now, but we can hold each other virtually. We can hold each other in prayer. We can hold each other in our hearts. I've said many times, community is our immunity. Yes, we can be caught in a cycle of contagion. And we are being responsible now by staying physically apart from one another. But that doesn't mean we are apart. It's important that we reach out that we get involved in groups that are offered, that we do what we can to stay connected rather than just feeling sorry for ourselves. We have phones. We can pick up the phone and call someone. Not because we need help, but because we need to be giving. We need to lean on each other. This is important. So as you go forward this week, please practice giving away, leaning on each other, knowing that we are not alone. We are never alone. We are part of all that is. Namaste. This one's going out to Brother Bill. Others, one of my faves, one of the most soulful dudes I've ever listened to passed away this week. So, this is for him and for all of you. Sometimes in our lives, we all have pain, we all have sorrow. And if we are wise, we know that.
Shine is what inspires me week after week after week. I, it really 
you help me to find my groove with a message. You just lift my spirits, and I appreciate you so much. So, thank you. <laughs> so this is our time of giving. You've got on the screen, you've got um, ways that you can give. You can text your donation. You can go to unitycentraloregon.com and press on the button that says donate. You can use the old-fashioned mail, P.O. Box 7558, Bend, Oregon, 97708. Whatever works for you. But get in the flow and give. Because this... I heard on the radio coming over that churches have been declared essential businesses. We have to keep <laughs> We have to keep our doors open virtually because people need spiritual nourishment. And so when you give, you're putting energy toward that and you don't even know where that's going out, who is being fed by that. We are traveling further than we know. And your money keeps the lights on here as well as sends our love out into the world. So thank you. Thank you for your donations. We wanted to sing, I am so blessed. Let's always remember this. I am so So grateful for all that I have. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I am so grateful. I am so bless our gifts virtually from the love of pure spirit within us we bless these gifts we send them forth to heal bless and prosper they are evidence of our faith and belief they do good work in this world and return to us multiplied abundantly and so it is just a couple of announcements before we sign off here. We have a couple of new spirit groups that are starting. Megan is going to be leading a group on what if it all goes right. I just finished that spirit group myself, and it's so powerful. I really encourage you to sign up for that. And Beth is going to be doing one on the gifts of imperfection, Brene Brown's work, marvelous, marvelous work. So those are, are two wonderful opportunities. And there will probably be more being announced, but for now, you can get into one of those. So uh, you can do that by going to our website and signing up right there. We'll also be sending it out in the newsletter. 
So stay connected with us, please. We have people who are doing live streams every day on Facebook in our group. It's just a way to stay connected with our community. We, we want everyone to know you are not alone. This community is here for you. If you're one of the parents, please send us an email at bendunity at gmail.com so we can send out directly the stories that we're recording. We have still quite a few to be released, and we want to make sure you get them for your children. Your children right now are their baby heroes, and it's hard for them. They're missing their friends and we want to give them some kind of spiritual nourishment to hold on to. So please stay connected with us so that we know who you are. If you're not getting our email newsletter every week, all you have to do is go to unitycentraloregon.com and type in um, sign up for newsletter, and then you'll get it. and You'll have current information of what we're doing. So thank you for being here with us. We so appreciate you. And let's go out with song. Lean on me when you're not strong. And I'll be your friend, I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For, for it won't be long. It won't be long. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna somebody need somebody to When you need a friend, call me. Anytime now, call me. Day or night time, call me. Call me, call me. Call me, call me. Oh, yeah. Call me. Just call me. Let's do the prayer of protection before we end. The light of God surrounds me. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever God is, I am. Because I am. Thank you. See you next week.